today's episode of Big Drive Energy, the first of 2024. We're going to give you all some predictions for this upcoming year, whether that's on the PGA Tour, the Live Tour, what we're doing, which who knows what that is. Nobody Hard to, hard to predict. Hard to predict what the hell we're going to be doing with our lives. I'd rather try to predict winners on the PGA Tour than predict what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, but we're going to we're going to do all of that. Um and we're going to give you guys our picks for the majors for 2024. Um we're going to give a possible live prediction. Yeah. Who, po- who do we think's going to live next? Who is the next guy going to live? I actually found some odds on that from a, a site called bookies.com. Ooh. So, kind of an interesting uh reliable source. <laughs> interesting reliable source. Uh but we're going to talk to you guys about all of 2024 coming up. Uh 2023 was a good year for us. 2024 is going to be a great year. For big drive energy covering tournaments 100%. doing all the stuff that we're doing and we appreciate you guys all tuning in each week check us out on the youtube at big drive energy golf i believe it is big big drive energy golf because it's not big drive energy anything else it's golf golf and more golf from us and occasionally a, a look into our lives and this is all brought to you by our friends over at pins and aces use our promo code bde to save yourself 15% off your order at pinsandaces.com. Get yourself a hoodie, get yourself a hat, get yourself the liquor stick, beer sleeve, tons of new collections. The new app is out, but check it out at pinsandaces.com, promo code BDE. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. Twenty twenty four is here. We got golf is back. I'm actually excited about golf being back. Like the thought of watching. Watching the uh, Tournament of Champions this weekend, or not so champions, is uh, got me got me stoked. Yeah. So, what is it about the Tournament of Champions that is is it? They just don't have enough champions to fill the field. I mean, that's got to be it, right? No, I I don't really. I think they just want to make the field bigger, but I'm not really sure as to why they would allow non champions. Like, I don't know. I mean, if I was on the PGA Tour, I would definitely. If I got the nod. Even if I didn't win, I would still participate. But it's got to feel a little odd. Like I would, I wouldn't be like, I'm playing in the tournament of champions. Oh, what'd you win last year? Oh, I didn't win. Like what the hell? Yeah, and I, I don't like that. I was looking at the past year's leaderboards and seeing Cam Young on there, and I was like, did I miss something? Yeah. I'm like, that's our guy. Yeah, and he still hasn't won. <laughs> still hasn't won, but he's playing in the tournament of champions. But the the one question we have to ask, is the Tournament of Champions cursed? 
because two years ago, Cam Smith, he set the course record at Kapalua for a 36-hole or 72-hole event, and now he went to live. And last year, John Rahm came back, won the tournament, had an incredible Sunday, and now he's gone to live. So we have to ask ourselves, is the Tournament of Champions cursed where whoever wins this year is going to be on the live tour next year? I mean, it's a very real possibility. Who do we? I, I guess we do. We make our picks now. No, we no. Let's talk a little bit about the golf course and just uh, it's a course where strokes gained off the tee is huge. It's a it's a fucking mass. It's a beast of a course. It's the only par seventy three on the PGA Tour rotation. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually played a par seventy three before. It's but for me, more par fives doesn't necessarily do anything for me. No, for me it does. Like yeah. for me, par five is birdie opportunity all the way, or bogey. You know, pump one out of bounds, and then you're like, I'll make a four here. It's a total of six. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like start like if you start a shotgun, you know, live style on a par five, it always feels comfortable because you can hit a couple. You could even hit two bad shots and still walk away with par, and you don't feel like you've lost anything. Yeah, unless it's a super easy par five. Uh, let's let's back it up though. Before we get too into the century tournament of, of non champions, let's discuss our 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 last week, the last week of the year, our our new year, you know, Christmas, yeah, uh, all this kind of stuff. So we have an interesting. Um, we were doing festive Friday, and uh, our last festive Friday is off in the cloud, gone, disappeared, disappeared, um, never and to be seen again. It was too good of an episode. It was so good. We were spitting so many facts, and we got so deep into the talks of the world and our world and New Year's and all this other stuff that it just could not be heard uh, by The computer burst into flames with what we were spitting. Yeah. The board just said, you know what? This is, like, too good for anyone else to hear. I'm going to keep it for myself, and I'm going to absolutely just demolish this episode into the into the stratosphere gone forever um <laughs> can't can't say that but gone forever festive friday oh speaking of which um <laughs> there's an aaron hernandez documentary coming out that's super random but it's actually being shot in morristown um where you live yeah or i like, live uh, in New Jersey, so they, it's actually is today the third day of January. It is. Um, they're shooting it today in Morristown, so that's kind of cool, right? Well, is it just a one day thing? Well, I think it, not all of it, but they're shooting part of it oh, in okay. Morristown. Um, they're also the the movie um, Dumb Money was shot in Morristown. Never seen it. Uh, it's the one with the uh, GameStop stock, like where those dudes become billionaires, not billionaires. Those guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars. It just came out. It's with uh, Seth Rogen and shit. But apparently that was also shot in Morristown. So um, I guess that's kind of a hot spot to shoot movies. Oh, you're just kind you're of. just living in a, and then, a diet Hollywood. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, Mark Wahlberg and Holly Berry shot part of their last movie there um, just this last fall. I forget what it was, some action movie, but... It is kind of a hot spot to to record movie films. Wow, I love that for you. <laughs> movie films. Maybe you'll be like uh, an extra, an extra, and something be floating around in the back. Might go grab a Starbucks and see if I can get into a few scenes of a fucking movie here. <laughs> Just like creeping around the back, like trying to find yourself. Yeah. Well, you should. I guess there's a huge, huge crowd when Mark Wahlberg. Like 
everybody's trying to take pictures with him and blah, blah, blah. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. Marky Mark is the guy. He is the man. Um, so, Big golfer, too. Yeah. It, has it, his own golf course at his house. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of this. I think he actually just sold it, but it was in like the Hollywood Hills. He had a nine-hole golf course on his property. That's incredible. I would you if you could have a nine hole golf course, would you or would you have I think it'd be cool to have like one green. I'd rather have a practice facility like we've talked about it a few times. And actually, um, we might talk a little bit about Jason Day later in this episode because he had a big clothing announcement kind of. Um, but Jason Day's practice facility, his house is like the most unbelievable thing. I, I think I could sit on like a a chipping green. And I know this sounds lame because I'm everybody wants to go to the driving range and hit bombs, but I just love chipping and pitching the ball. Like that is probably my favorite thing to do in golf. Yeah. That's why you're actually decent. And I feel like I've, my golf skill has fallen off quite a bit well, because I, I could so many greens. I gotta, I gotta be good at pitching and chipping the ball. Oh, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a matter of you practice the things you actually want to be good at that make you better at the overall game of golf. I think it's a pretty simple, straightforward answer there. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it, I guess. I love to just go to the drying range and hit 40 drivers on one bucket <laughs> and, and be You're done. The kind of, it, it always cracks me up when I see somebody, uh, they and, and you can pick this player out right off the bat, um, when they drop their bucket and they put their glove on, and then they immediately go to the tee, grab a tee, and start hitting driver. I'm like, you are going to hurt yourself. People just start swinging it as hard as they possibly can. First swing, and I'm like, I need at least half a bucket to feel like I'm a human being and like my back isn't just jello. Uh, but yeah, there's there's always that certain kind of person that you know, just likes to rip driver right off the bat, which I am not for one. No, I, I don't like to rip it right off the bat, but... I definitely like to get my driver swings in because then it makes me feel even worse when I go out on the course and start spraying it right. And I I was like, I didn't do that on the range. I hit every drive pretty straight or nice little butter cut on the range. And then the first drive off the first tee is 70 yards right. Yeah. So Well, but see, this is if I could give like amateur golfers any sort of tip, it's like when you're warming up for a round of golf and you're hitting balls on the range, you're warming up for the purpose of getting loose. You're, and I, I guess it depends on the level of golfer you are, but you're not trying to figure out your swing before your round of golf. That is the, the quickest way to play like shit. You're trying to warm up, get loose, and you're already swinging your swing. Like, I know that sounds dumb, but you're not trying to manufacture anything on the range before a round. If I had to give any amateurs any tips, it's like quit working on your swing on the range right before you tee it up. That's like, I think the dumbest thing you can do. Okay. That's fair. Cause then you get out on the course and you're, you're thinking way too much about your mechanics <laughs> as opposed like, and I always compare it to other sports, but do you think Michael Penix future Bronco uh, gets out on the field and thinks about where his arm is, thinks about his mechanics, thinks about any of that? No. Cause he's playing the game when you're practicing, you're practicing your mechanics things like that. When you're warming up for a game, you're not working on your mechanics. You're getting loose and you're getting ready for the game. So if you think about it, like you think of other sports, like a basketball player is not working on their jump shot in pregame warmups. They're shooting 
to get to, you know, feel like they're maybe in a little bit of a rhythm or something, but they're not working on their mechanics. So I think that's where most amateurs go wrong with their warm up is trying to find something on the range right before they're round. Like it's borderline impossible and it'll probably make you play worse. Like, I don't think if have you ever like figured out something on the range and it immediately translated to the golf course? No, it, it <laughs> translates like maybe three rounds later or on one of my 14 driver swings. And it's, it's usually by like the 14th hole or so you're always, you're, you kind of figured out, you're like, Holy shit. I, I actually swung it like that one I wanted to on the range, but the first 10 whatever drives you hit or you know here here wherever so i i don't know that's just me personally and i guess everybody's you know different level of golfer but i think that in general i don't even know how we got off on this tangent um but i it just cracks me up when i see people like really grinding on their swing right before they go out to uh play golf yeah just creating a little bit of false hope you know that's how it goes um, totally but if it makes you feel better then, you know, do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better. Thank you. Um, so I, how is... Well, I was going to ask you, this is your first Christmas as a dad. Yep. We did... Did we talk about this? Uh, last, a little bit? A little bit. First Christmas, first New Year's being a dad. What do you think? Um, it was... Rate it one to ten. A seven. Se- <laughs> it was... That was quick. It's, you didn't, you it's didn't still, hesitate. It's still not like a full... Like, you're still not getting uh, the full kid excited for christmas type of scenario he's too young you know maybe in like two or three years it'll really pop and he'll be like really happy and yeah excited to open gifts and you know we can do the whole santa thing and i can trick him for five to six years you're gonna be uh you can do elf on the shelf i i honestly we we never had that growing up and i feel was, like it's a pretty new thing marissa did you ever have elf on the shelf no, but I want to do Snoop on a stoop. <laughs> what is that? Snoop Dogg as an elf. Oh, okay. There you go. I've, there you go. Maybe very south central Los Angeles of you. <laughs> yes, because that's exactly where. My vibes, yeah, that's but... where Marissa calls home. Uh, I kind of like getting a little more creative, like Snoop on the stoop. Yeah, I mean, it's I I, I probably will do Elf on the Shelf, but I won't be the one that's like doing it. I was going to say, I feel like parents have enough to do. I don't think you need to add another thing to your, uh, to your box of shit that you have to do every day. Yeah. Well, no, it was a good, good first new year. Good first Christmas excited to like see him be excited, but I still haven't taken down my my outside lights, which is, I offered to do that for you. You did, but I, I manned up. And I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking take my own lights down. I respect And realistically, that. it's going to take like 12 minutes. Yeah, that's why I offered. Um, but I do have to borrow my neighbor's fucking ladder again, which sucks. I just have to go over there and ask. That's, you just need to take that leap into adulthood and buy a ladder. Yeah, I know. that. There's uh, some things that I, I just keep filling up my garage with more shit. And there's already not enough room to park a car in there, which is the, the point A of a garage. Uh, our storage unit's already overflowing. That's your fault. Uh, it is. But I just don't want to add another trinket. I mean, that's something you're actually going to use. You keep way more worthless shit in there <laughs> for no reason at all. Like what? Um, Dude, you have like 12 putters in there. You have... Big putter guy. Yeah, you're a big putter guy. You've got multiple golf bags, just a bunch of golf paraphernalia, Um so many other things that you don't necessarily what how, do you guys have like six vacuums 
Yeah, I don't want to talk about that, actually. <laughs> um, you guys have like a room of vacuums. Uh, could have just bought one like really nice one and just not had to buy the other five. No, the apparently the vacuums are have very different applications. Yes. Lots of different vacuums for different applications. Okay. According to someone, not me. Um, what else do you have out there? Do you have bar stools out there? Uh, I yeah. Feel, yeah. We got a few. Got my kids' closet doors, <laughs> some scooters, a lawnmower. My lawnmower. Um, a poker table. Six TV boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like your garage. Is- On this episode, Spencer's Garage. <laughs> full of nonsense <laughs> always um, open i was gonna say too you do have a little bit of a is it a cold or is it a sinus thing because i watched something exit your nose this morning that was <laughs> the most unbelievable it was awesome actually it looked like that's sl- not we don't i don't want to go too far but it, it was it was like inches long <laughs> i was shocked it I, was crazy i was I, like how good do you have to feel after that it was one of the it was the best blow i've ever had yeah the best nose blow of my entire life. Like it, I probably almost ran the truck off the road. Looking at that thing. Okay. I didn't expect that. Um, oh, what a game changer. Speaking you. of you driving everywhere, I am sad that when you leave, I no longer have a driver uh, to work. I have to drive myself again everywhere. Well, Kylie, your wife was like, oh, Spencer won't have his chauffeur anymore. I'm like, I'm just trying to make the road a safer place. Oh, that's not very nice. I, I'm a pretty good driver. I'm a decent driver. You're Yeah, when you're looking at the road. <laughs> that, yeah, that's fair You're point. great when you're looking at the road. It's just about 40% of the time. Yeah, that's fair. Every that's time fair. you argue with me about wanting to drive, I'm like, I'm good. I got it. Yeah, it does allow me to, to work an extra 15 minutes or get some shit done. Um, I've always wanted a driver. Like, I, I'm <laughs> no not, shit. I'm Who not doesn't the, want a driver? I'm not in that uh, category financially. But it would be pretty nice if I just had someone to drive me to and from work all the time. Um, and I can just like be on my phone. But then Marissa's driven you quite a few times. Yeah, but certain people, uh, when they drive me, they get mad about me being on my phone. So <laughs> I've just got you just don't engage. You well, just try not to talk to him. It's boring. Like he sits there and doesn't talk to you. Correct. Dude, I don't like awkward silence. No, I'm the same way. And sometimes I ask him a question and he doesn't even respond to the question correctly. So 1000%. Like, if you get a response out of him, it's impressive. Yeah. And, right. I, and I don't make him pay for gas. Yeah. So I just want a conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> totally pay you, fair. Pay you in conversation. Yeah. Is that what you yeah. want? Yes. Okay, I'll be better. I think 2024, she, I'll be better this year. Oh, okay. You turned over New Leaf? Yeah, 100%. I we thought, did talk about all of our uh, our New Year's resolutions. That's in the cloud now. That's Yeah, that's somewhere off and God listened to it. God's got us. God. <laughs> uh, Marissa, how was your New Year's? I I saw you got like you get you do your explain your little crab scenario because I was pretty jealous. So my family every year we do like a crab bake a crab dinner boil. Yeah, um, where my dad will go pretty much by the entire store. Sometimes he imports it from somewhere. Alaska. But I think I don't I know. I thought where. about buying Alaskan king crab before because that shit. Yeah, like he so ships good. it in and a big old box shows up to our house. But I think this year we just did the store. Okay. But he bought out the entire store, what was in the like little <laughs> section. And we had over, it was like nine to 10 pounds of crab legs and um, all you can eat. And I didn't eat anything but those crabs. But I was telling Mitch earlier today that my stomach has shrunk over the years. 
And so I was trying to eat as much as I possibly could. Um, but it was a struggle. My mom thought I was going to throw up. She was acting like it's, she's like, Oh, I'm like, She's like, I don't really eat very much. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, no, I just don't have anything in my fridge. So I don't eat a lot normally. And I mean, so. maybe I've gone over the threshold of like, I can have shit in my fridge. I just need to not have shit in my fridge. Well, my dad cooked nine steaks, not yesterday, the day before. Nine of them. There's four of us that were eating. Oh, Jesus. that's my kind of guy. And he, <laughs> yeah, my and he guy. literally looked at me and Christian and goes, if these are not off the plate by the end of the dinner, you're done. So I like normally have like one steak. I was trying to eat two steaks. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, what, what kind of steak are we talking here? Are we talking like a filet, like a little thick, thick guy? Are we talking, or are we talking like a T-bone? I think or? it was a filet. Okay, know, so I'm like not... a small little circular kind of one. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they were about that big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he, there were so many of them. And then he made like side dishes that he also required us to eat. And so I literally think I laid on the ground for like 10 minutes just dying. <laughs> Um, I do that, but it's more on a regular basis. Honestly, uh, that's my kind of guy though. Mitchell bought, we, Mitchell bought chicken the other day to come home and grill chicken. And I was like, what the fuck did you, he got like 10 pieces and there was five of us. And I was there like, was what 12 pieces and there was five of us and our mom eats maybe a piece. <laughs> yeah. So there was realistically 11 pieces for four people. I'm like, Spencer, how many pieces of chicken do you need to eat? Well, and I'm used to it. Maybe you're this way with your girlfriend and Kylie, but I normally have to eat really fast because Christian will start finishing his plate and, and then, then moving over to my plate. Migrate over. And so it was nice because there was so much that he was focusing on his. And then my dad also sauteed mushrooms and all this different stuff. Oh, yeah, that's the bomb. But I literally, yeah, I that that's a lot of food for me. I mean, nine steaks was too much for me. <laughs> that's a lot for nine people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Nine steaks is a lot. I will say with crab though, crab is one of those foods that there's like five or six foods in my world that you can, I can Can't never really like, get full. Yeah. Like I could just keep eating it. Yeah. Like until well, I'm usually like disgusting. It's rare that you have more crab than you want to eat. Have you ever like looked in? You're like, that's so much crab. I can't eat all of this. Right. Yeah. Yes, Normally it's this the opposite. Weekend, I literally looked at it and I was like, I can't finish this. That's and we impressive. had, we had shrimp cocktail, which is also my favorite. That is oh, Spencer's shrimp all time. My goat. Oh. We had that on Christmas Eve and I think you had 40 pieces of shrimp. My, yeah. my dad got like the big old, yeah, like the, the big one. Yeah. I, I love shrimp. That's how I started loving fish and all of that kind of stuff. But I ate that. And then I ate the crab and then we had pie. Holy I died. Shit. I died. That's yeah. yeah. That's a lot of food. But what do you, um, dip your crab in? So I've done different things. When I go to Christian's family, they, they more like make it more like with, a um, old Bay and they mix old it with something. Fire, they slaps. My parents, they do it just butter, uh, salt, like salted butter. And then, um, lemon yeah so that's how we did it but we have these cool little trays that heat up and keep the butter hot the entire dinner so yeah. it was it was nice yeah you guys are experienced crabbers we it are. sounds like yes. real quick uh have you ever seen these butter candles on tiktok no Th that's what it is it's okay. a candle you light the candle underneath and it keeps it warm is that well what so about? it's the, people make a candle out of butter oh so you like you can they make the and they put a wick in the butter oh. you light it so it melts the butter and then you just dip whatever in that butter candle that's that funny. shit's next level <laughs> that sounds fire i may have found my new hobby yeah making butter candles <laughs> mitchell's butter candles <laughs> 
Sounds like five ninety nine. Some like cinnamon butter, like some Texas Roadhouse butter. So could you put theoretically? Could you just put a a long wick and like a stick of butter and yeah. just make be like it? Here we go. Probably. I mean, you kind of like add flavor. Like you know, you don't want just like regular butter. You want to put like some seasoning in there or whatever. But I think technically, yeah. If you just, I think I've seen it on TikTok where they stick it in the middle of the plate with pasta and then they light it. Yeah. 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 That shit's fire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mitchell's getting excited me, over here. Me and stoked. Um, but yeah. yeah, crab, seafood crab is one of my all-time, like any seafood. For us being from Colorado, I think we love seafood more than just about anybody. Yeah, oh, 100%. I could eat it probably three or four times a week. Maybe more, but it's just not feasible. Yeah. That's just not feasible in this country. Two things. I would have a driver, and I would eat seafood regularly. Yeah, those are the two things that if I was more financially well off i would <laughs> better with your money the top of my list yeah there you go is what it is all right so we got through the new year 2024 from us what is that going to look like so we're going to be kind of like festive friday but we're going to be adding an episode uh each week so this will come monday afternoons we haven't decided on an exact time yet um we'll, we'll workshop that and get back to you next Monday, actually. Maybe either um, 3 o'clock or 5 o'clock. Eastern uh, time. East, Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I'm thinking more 4 or 5 o'clock Eastern. So either 3, yeah, probably 4 o'clock Eastern. Does that sound good? 2 o'clock Western? <laughs> 2 o'clock Mountain. Mountain. Um, <laughs> I, I just said Western. I knew it was Mountain. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be doing a recap episode of... Uh, we're, it's going to be kind of like a winner's Monday. So it's not just going to be the PGA Tour. It's not just going to be... It's going to be anything. Basically, every tournament will kind of shout out the winner. You know, if they've got a little fun story, whatever that's going to be. But we'll go through that on uh, every single Monday. And then our normal Wednesday episode at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, like we're doing today, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, will be our weekly episode. We'll preview the next tournament or tournaments uh, and talk about other pertinent stories in the golf world. But those Wednesday episodes will not have anything. They're, they're future episodes only. They're looking through the windshield, not the rearview mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then, then we'll be, have more time to like bullshit and just have a good time too. Yeah, Mondays like will be like a recap. Like, like, yeah. like, hey, who won this week? Let's shout them out, blah, blah, blah. And then Wednesdays will be the full, big, packed golf what's going on in the golf world episode. So that's in, what our, you can, in our world. Yeah. And our world, which yeah. you, you know, if you want to, everybody cares about exactly we we've got a lot of people ask the people are asking what, um, we are doing. And so, uh, we'll also be at waste management, uh, in February. So we'll be covering that. Um, I will be down in Phoenix the 24th, I think of January. Uh, I'm playing in a money game. Uh, down there with one of our our listeners one really? of our listeners slash friends kyle shout out kyle if you're listening to this uh he invited me to their money game um, where at i don't i don't know the exact core he's a member at a course um he also invited us to play when we're down there for waste management so um oh, but yeah we're doing a money game uh on wednesday i fly in at like 8 a.m i'm pretty sure and then I'm going to play a money game and then i have an event we have a an event at putting world uh in scottsdale down uh f- su- or wednesday night it's like related to the the suns it's gonna be like a suns watch party slash put put off at putting world which have you seen putting world have you heard of it i have not so it's <clears throat> putting world is basically it's indoor putt putt but it's legit like it's it's like 
court oh, like a legit like, like mini course yes exactly it's not you don't have um the you clown's know, mouth the, yeah and, and there's no windmills it's like legit you know it's like you go there to actually practice golf it's not you can go you can obviously have fun there it's just it's kind of like a you know going to a top golf versus going to an x golf kind of scenario like it's it's a little it's still fun um but you've got a bunch of different area you know you got to practice putting green and then we're going to do some events and some contests on there but i'll be doing that event there that night um and then i fly home early the next morning so just I a full that. day of golf for me on on wednesday the money game kyle's like He's like, what do you want us to put you at? And I was like, I'm going to shoot 85, but put me at a zero. <laughs> because I'm, first of all, on the off chance, right. like you don't want to be that guy that rolls in with like a net 63 if you shoot somewhere around even par miraculously. And that that is the thing with desert courses is it depends on the golf course because a lot of desert courses, you can get away with spraying it like you do. Um, and well, still, let me read his exact text here. So he said our tell, weekly money. Tell me where it is. Is he is he saying where it is? Um, let me ask him. I'll see if he'll get back to me. Because um, I'll be. I, I'm just curious. I mean, there's so many golf courses down there. Um, that uh, I kind of I don't. I'm not super familiar with all of them, but I may have a good idea. It just depends on the course. Like you could probably do pretty well. Depend. You know, depending on. Mesa Country Club. Oh, oh, that's supposed to be a super good track. Yeah. So he said, uh, our weekly money game is on Wednesdays at eleven thirty. Course is close to the airport in 15, 20 minutes from Putting World. I'm like, perfect. He's like, this is the best part. He's like, if you're down to play for some cash, we usually play six sims three v three, and we play in about three to three and a half hours. I was like, oh, dude, buddy, you're suck. speaking my language. So are we going to do this when we're down there for the waste management? Well, if we if we get Wednesday, we could. I guess Wednesday What's... we're usually over at. TPC. That's true. Maybe we talk talk to him and see if we can do Tuesday. Well, I mean, there's like 40 of them in a group. We're not going to move it to Tuesday. But long story well, but short, maybe they would because it's waste management week. I don't know. Oh, Let's yeah. just talk to him and see what we can do. Because I would love. I I. I've heard that. I think Joel Damon plays a lot at Mesa Country Club. Oh, let's go. There, yeah, it's one of like the best. Well, I would say one of the like most highly touted just good golf courses in the phoenix area i love that so yeah, yeah he said you'll be good you can't get in trouble right this is like music to my fucking ears <laughs> said six holes have ob left but you can miss right on every hole and just be in another hole i said i'm in dude I that said, is count me in you might win that thing you might make some money <laughs> oh, if you yeah. do you're gonna we're gonna have to become out of town members at mesa country club just play there once a fucking year yep just one money game a year, but <clears throat> no, I'm stoked for that. I, I mean, there's a lot of golf in Scottsdale air Phoenix area, but I've heard very, very good things about Mesa country club. So, yeah. So some other tentative plans for us for 2024, um, going to maybe the TBC river highlands. We travelers. talked about that. The travelers in that's Cromwell, only about Connecticut. two hours from me in New Jersey. So that talked about that. Doable. Marissa talked put about. all this on your schedule. <laughs> Talking about um, Nashville, possibly, but that's the same weekend, so we kind of got to pick one. Yeah, but live event, we'll maybe just have to suck it up and go to Houston, Texas, so put that on your calendar. Or the Greenbrier. Or the Greenbrier in uh, West Virginia. It'll be a trip. <laughs> um, so we're going to go to a live event, at least one, probably one or two PGA Tour events, and then uh, obviously a lot of on-course content when we get together. That's going to be something that we're going to strive for here in 2024 and just playing more golf, like our resolution said uh Playing more golf this year is going to be key. I got my kid caddy for Christmas so I can walk 
bring my kid along babysitting and golfing at the same time. So that's a win for me. Uh, and I'll be walking. So I'll lose some of this fucking belly fat, this belly fat. I got, I need going to do on. Yeah. I also need to participate. I actually was telling my girlfriend, I think I'm going to try to play in some tournaments this year. Cause there's a few, like back in the Northeast, there's some really cool tournaments that I just want to play in regardless of what I shoot. Um, one is the Cape Cod open. It's out in like Hyannisport, Massachusetts, like on the coast, um, like in the middle of the summer, just by the ocean. I think it'd be a super cool event to play in. Um, the New Jersey State Open is usually played somewhere right around the area of um, Morristown, depending, you know, 30 minutes away or whatever. Um, so I might try to qualify for that. And just some some other shit uh, that's going to motivate me to like practice a little bit. Like I... There's an indoor-outdoor driving range that's only like 10, 15 minutes from us, and I've hit that quite a few times. And they actually have top tracers on the range just to, for you to practice with, which is awesome because it gives you all the distances that you're hitting clubs, um, and it just makes me sick how much shorter I hit it because I'm already not a long hitter. And out there, I'm hitting 7-iron, like 155, 160. <laughs> oh, no, it's, yeah, it's fucking sad. I need to sort that out too. need to get some speed training in. Um, but, yeah. I think I'm going to play in some stuff just for, I played in the the Rocky Mountain Open last year and that was the first time I'd played in anything in four or five years. Um, shot 76, 75, not great, obviously, but could have been worse for having not really played very much and uh, I might try to get my game sorted out. It could have been, it definitely could have been way worse. Um, I, it, you could have been me and just, I would have fired a couple, <laughs> couple, of, couple 80 burgers for sure. Yeah, no, it it, it could have gone much better. It could have gone much worse. So, yeah. Well, yeah. that's, that's always that's, a good feeling. That's golf. Um, we are, uh, as we said, going down to Arizona, we're obviously always going to hit up our great friends over at burrito express. Um, once I get down there, first thing I'm going to do, take my Uber right to burrito express, uh, then head over to the golf course and exit the burrito express <laughs> before I, uh, get on the golf course and fire a crisp 80 and, and lose some money to, uh, all these guys that are playing all the time, but we love going down to Arizona in the winter, just a great golf atmosphere all year round. So hitting up Arizona is the the way to do it. And if you go down there, hit up burrito express, get yourself a breakfast burrito or, uh, you know, after round burrito, soak up some of that vodka or whatever you drink on the golf course, um, potentially Breck distillery. Uh, if you're drinking that Breck distillery on the golf course, you can soak it up with burrito express Breck distillery is one of not only the highest rated uh, bourbons in the entire United States, but it's also the highest distillery. And you took a trip up there. I did. Uh, a couple I, days ago. I went up there on Saturday, uh, had a few cocktails, had some amazing food. If you ever get the chance, if you're ever in the area, it's a must stop. Uh, the The merch is awesome too. Like they've, it's just such a good spot. Like the food is phenomenal. The drinks are super creative. I had a drink called the Bronco Billy. It was like a old fashioned with a little like orange flavored, like twist to it, um, to kind of, you know, give it that Broncos orange, uh, but super good. There's another one that I didn't get to try. Um, but they had like a banana flavored drink, which I'm a big banana flavored guy. Uh, so I wanted to try that one. I was driving, so I only, I, I can only have try so many cocktails. Um, but then, Oh, what was the other one? Uh, Missy had like a very tropical drink that was super good. Um, what was, and then there was one other, uh, like 
pear. It was like, oh, it was like a pear, um, kind of lemon citrusy type of like vodka soda ish. Oh, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah, it was very, very good. Um, and then we brought home a bottle of the pear vodka because that is just top notch and the uh powder hound uh whiskey which is you can only get it at the distillery it's 120 bucks a bottle but i think they only do like one batch a year you can only buy it in-house it's um aged way longer than their their standard bourbon um and obviously all their bourbon is good stuff you know whatever you buy on the shelf is just as good but that stuff is top notch and that was our gift to you for hosting us so uh, drink it wisely. Enjoy it. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be sipping that very smoothly with some uh, either big rocks or just the the iron, the tin rocks. So yeah, I don't, you don't want to dilute that flavor. No, it's an incredible bottle. I I had a little bit. I've been fighting the sickness, but the whiskey seems to help. It does. I just don't Hot know toddies. if it turns the next day into help, or you just are setting yourself back again. I think it depends on the amount of whiskey you drink like if you just have one or even like two hot toddies you're safe but if you have six of course you're gonna feel like shit the next day yeah that's all about responsibility it's all about uh you know uh moderation (laughs) well moderation is a word that i don't really particularly use um (laughs) but now that i'm getting older uh and becoming being a dad like moderation is something that i should probably um look into so i'm gonna start looking into that how's that sound that sounds good. I like that. All right, let's look into the Century Tournament of Champions. We'll give you guys our picks and previews. Um, so first tournament of the year is always, there's a little Florida swing going down, or Florida, Jesus. There's a little Hawaiian swing going down. Um, and I got to imagine like being one of the players, this is just an incredible start to your new year, is like this is a pretty high level. It's our, you know an elevated signature event starting the year right off the bat with a signature event 20 million dollar purse yeah that's fat and the guys get to go to kapalua yeah uh and spend you know a couple weeks in hawaii to start their new year every single year um so let's talk a little bit about the golf course as we said earlier par 73 um but it's for hawaii when you think of Hawaii, you don't think of a ton of elevation changes, but this golf course is is as up and down as they come. It's almost like yeah. a mountain golf course. They say that the caddies have to like work out like at least a month in advance if you know you're going to Kapalua because you can't just show up there and walk that place five days straight. They say it's an absolute nightmare. They say that's the worst course to caddy on the PGA Tour. Really? Yeah. Well, generally speaking, though, if you're caddying at this golf tournament. It means your guy won last year or it means you got had a really full of money. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're taking out stacks full of money to walk this extremely hilly undulated golf course in Kapalua. So it's a concession you're willing to make as a caddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something interesting this year coming up on the PGA tour. So this is the first official event of 2024. Uh, and they're the PGA tour is reverting back to the calendar season, which I was always a fan of. I never, understood the overlap the fall but that kind of made this fall a little bit worthless not worthless but also weird like it doesn't give these lower dudes on the totem pole a leg up like it used to um it's just going to be the cream of the crop rising to the top um for lack of a better term it's going to be you know the the a1 dudes on the tour starting 
you know, right now. And I, I just wonder how they're going to, I guess the fall was going to just turn into getting status for the next year for the guys that, you know, are kind of in limbo, don't have full, full status. Uh, so it's, it's kind of weird what they're going to do with the fall series. Unfortunately though, like I hate to say it, but if the PGA tour was only nine months long, it would be fine. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no reason to overextend it. The fall tour, the fall series is for the lower level players. It's not for the viewers. You know, nobody's really tuning in to watch them <coughs> play the Fortinet Championship. Um, it, it, you know, it all depends. Some people just like watching golf no matter what. But if you just went December, or I'm sorry, January through August, I think everybody'd be happy. Gets us back to football season, then we're all good. Then every yeah everybody's happy. Yep. Uh, you know, foot gets us through the summer. That I do love. Like golf is one of those sports where, in obviously in general, in a cold weather state, people are playing more in the summer. Duh, fucking thank you for that. <laughs> but also, when you're a sports fan, and you know, baseball's baseball's great, and it's it's a great sport, and some people are very into baseball, which I used to be. Kind of, uh, I'm losing it a little bit, but no matter what, there's so many games that it each game doesn't have the weight of a PGA tour Sunday. Totally. So it's, it's a sport that if you even kind of like golf in the summer, you're trying to find something to watch on TV. It's like, Hey, this PGA tour event is on this live event is on the CW. Um, you know, whatever it ends up being. Absolutely. But actually really interesting off topic about that. Uh, so Courtney who works in our sales team here at all city, her, she had her brother, I want to say brother in the other day, um, just to like show him the offices, show him the bar, et cetera. And her brother works for the CW. Oh, really? And he said that their ratings are like, he, oh, <laughs> he said like through the roof compared to, he's like, he was like, oh, what? He's like, it's, it's much better than replaying the fucking days of our lives <laughs> or whatever he said. Like he, he made a great comment about it. He was like the 17th running of, uh, you know, um, Shit's the Creek or whatever, you know, whatever it ends up yeah, being. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, no, we've actually seen a, a pretty big jump in, in ratings. And obviously it's something that's helping there. You know, he said, it's cool. He got to go to a bunch of live events last year and be part of the camera crew and stuff. So, but it just does give us something to watch, uh, on the weekends when you're kind of sitting at home, you know, summer's nice. Obviously you want to be outside, but uh, if you want to watch sports on TV in the summer, it's it's kind of golf and baseball. Yeah, and golf is so just golf. Yeah, golf is intense, especially on you know every every baseball team plays on Sunday, but it's their one. It's a point oh one percent of their season. It's not that not that exciting. Golf that's changing a, a guy's life, changing a career, changing you know so many things on just one Sunday. Yep. Um, but so getting into the Century Tournament of Champions a little bit more, as we said, Cam Smith won this in 2022, now on the Live Tour. John Rahm won it in 2023, now on the Live Tour. Who are some guys that you predict to win this week? And of course, with our betting, we always do our betting and on golf through Bet365. It's by far the best app we've ever used to bet on golf. If you use the code ALLCITY in all caps at sign up, you get to choose between two different offers of a first bet safety net of $1,000 or betting $5 to get $150 when you sign up. Must be 21 plus. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. They have the each way bets, and that's what I did. I logged in today to get my picks. <clears throat> 
and you click on the tournament and then you uh, go with the each way bet. It doubles your wager, but splits your bet into one on the player winning and another on the player placing. You can always win even if the player doesn't come in first. Just select a winner, set your wager, check off the E slash W and place your bet. So who are your picks to win this week for the century tournament of non, not necessarily champions, which includes uh, players that didn't win last year but are in the field due to the new rules, such as Patrick Cantlay, Eric Cole, Tommy Fleetwood, obviously, Hideki Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, and Cameron Young, who still has yet to win on tour. Um, so my picks this week are, I, I really feel like Xander Schauffele, and he is a dude that I could see going to the Live Tour. Um, what is he, plus 1,400? 1,600. Plus 1,600 on bet 3.65. Uh I think his game kind of sets up. He hits it a pretty long ways, uh, works the ball right to left, which definitely helps. Uh, and on, you know, it doesn't really necessarily matter anymore which way you work it, but I know there's definitely some pretty hard dog leg lefts out there, which helps him. Um, he can, <coughs> he gets a lot of that overspin cooking on the ball. <laughs> I love when people. He he definitely like hits those knuckly draws, which I think uh, will benefit him here at Kapalua. And then Tony Finau. A dude that was rumored to go to the live tour. I don't know. I, I feel like he's, you know, too morally straight for that. Uh, but what what were his odds? Can you? I, I wrote them down, but I couldn't find my Google. Plus twenty eight hundred. Plus twenty eight hundred. I I like his odds there. Uh, and maybe neither of them go to the live tour, but I think it's a real possibility. Yeah, and he came out and said like actually said out loud i'm not going to live to her now we don't we know that most of the time that doesn't mean anything in the golf world these days especially but i feel like when they directly say that specifically it it makes it a little bit more concrete rather than john rom said but he never said he wasn't going there yeah. if you look back he just said it wasn't like for him true essentially or wasn't his kind of golf true true um i this week am going to go with uh, some players that have played really well here in the past. So horses for courses. Uh, we'll be betting all year on Bet365 on these PGA Tour events and other events as well, like obviously the majors and um, different stuff. We'll we'll find some different bets each week. But my picks this week are going to be Colin Morikawa. He's plus 1,100. He's had two really good runs at this event the last couple of years. Um he obviously has never won it. Last year, it took a Hercules. I think John Rom shot like 63, which is 10 under yeah. in the final round to win. Had a day. Um, so, yeah, he had himself a day. But Colin Morikawa was basically winning the tournament until he wasn't, essentially, <laughs> until John Rom went out and went nuclear on him. But he's plus 1,100, <clears throat> and that's in each way for the top five places. And then Tom Kim, uh, still 21 years old. Feels like he's been under 21 years old for the last four years that we've been doing this podcast, which he, I guess he technically has. That's a horrible relation, but 21 year old Tom Kim, um, not really a guy that I would expect to go to the live tour, but it, you know, to me, when we, when we look at, when we do our live predictions, part of it that comes into it for me is obviously you have, you know, the older guys that just aren't, don't, aren't going to win as much on the PGA tour, right? That's kind of a criteria for moving over or wanting to move over. Yeah. But I think guys that don't have a lot of exemptions to majors are still the ones that are like, all right, I want to 
get to play in majors for the next couple of years. And that's how I think and the PGA tour, I'm obviously already solidified on it. Most of these guys are, uh, that's how they feel like they want to at least, you know, if they never go to the live tour, that's fine. But they, they also they want to solidify some status in the majors before they make the leap. Yeah. They can't go there. And then all of a sudden they're starting to lose all their official world golf ranking points. Yep. And then they can't play in majors. And then they're like 30 years old and made a ton of money, but they're basically playing the live tour and it's just kind of a, uh, you know, a carousel of them just playing live tour event, live tour event, live tour. Yeah. Event. It all Not. just depends on where you're at in your career. So exactly. So I've got Tom Kim and Colin Morikawa this week to win the century tournament of champions. Um, are we going to make some major predictions real quick? I feel like we just need to be on the record, uh, in case we hit any of these. So we can clip this for the future when we don't hit a single one. <laughs> um, but I, <clears throat> I feel pretty good. I got so a real, couple of I, I have three first time major winners. Really? Okay. Yeah. So let's go through real quick. Uh obviously, as we know, the Masters will be at Augusta. Um April. pretty pretty standard April. You'll already see the commercials rolling out this week. Yep. Um the US Open is at Pinehurst. The PGA Championship is at Valhalla in Kentucky. And the Open Championship is at Royal Troon. So the the past winners, obviously, Masters was John Rahm in 2023. PGA Championship, the last time it was played at Valhalla was 2014, and Rory McIlroy won. Last major championship he won. That's crazy. We're going on 10 years of him not winning a major. Uh, U.S. Open, Pinehurst, Martin Keimer won there in 2014. And then the U.S. Open, or the Open Championship, excuse me, Royal Troon, Henrik Stenson, the Iceman, won in 2016. I was still in college. That's so long ago. But so those are the past winners at that venue. Let's hear who you've got to win 2024 majors in golf. Give them to me. Okay. Uh, I've got their odds. Are you, do you have their odds? Or are you? Oh, I, I, I'll, so get I'll, mine. Yeah, I'll get mine. Okay, so I'm going. And stop me if we agree on any of these because there's okay. a small chance. Uh, so the Masters, I've got Victor Hovland coming out. Had a very, very strong finish to this last season. Um, the dude just, now that his short game straightened out, he's a world beater. He can beat anybody. Um, hits it on a string, puts it really well. If he can, he actually had a very good finish. If you remember last year, um, he, I think he was leading going into the weekend and just had a very rough Sunday. We were kind of wondering early last year, could Hovland, you know, close at some of these tournaments? Um, I think he kind of got over that hump later in the season. So I, I definitely, I have him winning a major regardless, but I think he just comes right out of the gate and wins the masters in 2024. Um, if he shop lines, uh, I could give you the. I'm just going to give you lines in general from no specific sports book. I've got anywhere between 1200 <coughs> plus 1200 and plus 1700 from uh, Hovland. Uh, the PGA Championship at uh, Valhalla. I've got Max Homa plus 4000. Um, it's. I just think it's. It would be very fitting because I think Homa is going to win a major, but the PGA Championship's kind of the redheaded stepchild of the majors. Uh, so it would be fitting that even though Max Home is a, a major champion, everybody's still like, uh, you know, you, you can't re win a real major. You can't win a U.S. Open. I just see him doing something like that. Um, U.S. Open, it's not your typical course because Pinehurst does not have any rough. Uh, it's all pine needles and fairway. So it's it's a little bit of a different track, but you're not going to lose balls. Uh, 
And there's another place that has some pine straw that this dude has done fairly well at. Um, and he just wins a major every year. So I'm taking him Brooks Kepka plus 1400 to win the U S open. Um, and then the open championship at Royal Troon in Scotland, this is like a true, true European style course. I don't think it, it's not that a, an American can't win there. I think the, the dudes across the pond definitely have a leg up, um, having grown up there. So I'm taking Tyrrell Hatton, my guy, Tyrrell Hatton plus 3,400 to win the British open, the open championship at Royal Troon. He was on my cutting room floor. Okay. Uh, he was definitely the guy that I, he was my second to last pick. Um, I went a little Homer-ish, um, not Homer-ish, but like not Homer -ish? A, a little, uh, not Homer-ish, uh, more, um, you know, heartfelt uh, okay. because I, I still do like Just the dude that you root for. Yeah, kind of. So my master's prediction, uh, he basically was, should have won it last year. And I'm still thinking at least two live guys win ma majors this year. So I'm going with Brooks Kepka for the Masters. Brooks. Brooks. I think he's gonna he's gonna learn from what happened last year and play the same the same level of golf the first couple of week the first couple of rounds. But then, you know, hopefully there's no Sunday, Saturday uh shit show, rain delay, and then playing thirty six holes on Sunday or whatever they played, twenty seven. Yeah, what a cluster that was. Um hopefully there's no weather issues this year at the Masters, but I, I take Brooks Kepka for the Masters in 2024 plus 1400. Um, PGA Championship Valhalla. I'm taking Ricky Fowler Ooh. to win the PGA Championship at plus 4000. He was actually uh, in the top five of the leaderboard back in 2014. Okay, uh, when Rory won there, and Ricky, I feel like Ricky's going to win a major. He he was close at the U.S. Open, and then he won the Rocket Mortgage, and I feel like he's he's Talk edging. About an old <laughs> he's edging on a major. Okay, and so I think Ricky Fowler wins one, and it's PGA Championship. The golf world would erupt. That I I couldn't think of a better win for the for golf than if Ricky Fowler wins a major. Yeah, especially the PGA Championship for the PGA Championship itself. Like right. having that like kind of redheaded stepchild major yeah. be won by a fan favorite like Ricky Fowler, I think would yeah. be huge. Uh, the U.S. Open, I've got Dustin Johnson. Um, U.S. Open, just kind of like you said, Piners doesn't necessarily fit your U.S. Open category, but he he played well there back in 2014. And uh, the leaderboard, did you? I checked the leaderboard just from 2014 when Keimer won. Didn't you he win by like, like 11? He was nine under, and the next guy was plus one. Like so, he won by he ten shots. Absolutely cooked the field. Yeah, I remember that. He ran away with it. Yeah, but DJ is plus 3,300 to win the U.S. Open this coming year. Um, and then open championship, I'm going to go softy. I'm going to go lay up, uh, Rory. He's plus 900 boosted on the bet three, six, five app. So Boo. <laughs> thumbs down, <laughs> big old thumbs down I, on that. But I just think he's going to win a major. It's been 10 years. Um, but you said that five years ago, I know, but I think he's, last year. I think he's, he's gotten, he got close last year in a couple of them. He was, he was edging as well. A lot of edging going on out here on the PGA tour. Do you know what else? I just got to throw it out there. Um, thinking about edging, do you realize who got second in the Masters this last year? Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Yeah. How fucking insane is that? Well, because I was looking at the odds and I was like scrolling down and you see Phil's like plus 50,000 like in every major and you're like, God, is it worth sprinkling just five bucks on each of these? Like, it, you know, why, why wouldn't you? He's still, I mean, he won the PGA Championship. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Dude still got it. He's in the best shape of his life. 
like talk about another story because especially everybody hating on Phil now. Like, shut up. Everybody needs to pipe down. Um, but Phil Mickelson winning a major would be the ultimate double birds to the PGA Tour. Yeah, and even looking, well, like I said, I kind of went through and looked at all these old leaderboards just out of curiosity of what players played well at these majors at the same venue last mm-hmm. time they were played there. Phil was in the top five of all of these. Like, he was there again. So I, think, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Phil Mickelson wins a major in 2024. 20, yeah, let's throw a little action on. I actually need to remind myself to do that. Um, but I like our predictions. I, I think we're in for a, a fun year on the PGA Tour. Yeah, one last prediction from each of us. Who is your guy that ends up on the live golf tour in 2024 i think tommy fleetwood is gonna end up over there still hasn't been able to win on the pj tour but he's one of the bigger names uh internationally he's had a lot of success at the Ryder cup um i just think he makes a jump i think they throw enough money at him i think he makes a jump yeah and i don't think that's a perfect guy where he's like at end of his career middle to end of his career uh hasn't won on the pj tour won a ton on the dp world tour but feels like a spot where he would fit in and he, since he's european like they have these little like cliche like niches like n- niches and teams where yeah. like he'll feel comfortable with a bunch of them you know i feel like americans ironically are the ones that are semi like they're yeah. left out on the live tour a little yeah the bit. live feels more international than it does american in yeah. my opinion it's growing the game globally it is all right so how's this for a hot take <laughs> my prediction of a guy going to the live tour in 2024 Will Zalatoris. I I don't think that's like crazy either. I now he does not fit the mold that I talked about 30 minutes ago yeah. where he you know he doesn't have a ton of status on these major championship events but with his back surgery and where he's at I feel like guaranteeing some money. Yeah, I feel like he's too good and and I feel like he's a he's a win for the live tour cuz he's young. They they haven't gotten a ton of young like stars, yeah. which is what he up fits and comers, yeah. But he also isn't like good enough to like. I don't think you know unless he fully heals and feels comfortable as, about his game, his fucking shaky putting. <laughs> I think he's a perfect candidate he, for a guy that's like I'll take that guaranteed money and continue. I would compare him to like eleventh man in the NBA, where he probably doesn't require that much money. He doesn't feel that much money, but then if he reaches his true potential, it's a great get. Yeah, like you can trade a second round pick for him. Yeah, and you're you're not hurt if he's not great, but if he is great, if he reaches high his, upside, yeah, very big, high upside, very high upside, very low floor, but very high upside. Um, should we get to our uh, mulligan of the week yeah. before we get out of here? Let's wrap up this first podcast of 2024 with our mulligan of the week. Once again, if you're first joining us, uh, welcome. But mulligan of the week is a a segment where we pick something that happened to us in the last week um and we kind of wish we could wish we could do it over yeah. so why don't you you start us off so uh i will start my mulligan of the week off by saying that the breckenridge trip was a lot of fun it was just a little day trip <laughs> but what a mistake to think you could just drive up to the mountains on a saturday between christmas and new year's and not hit a bunch of traffic and um we got caught behind a I could not see the car accident, but it did not look good. Um, I ended up having to flip a U-turn off of I-70 onto an on-ramp that they had closed due to the accident. And then we sat in traffic for another 30, 45 minutes. And then it took us 30 or 40 minutes to find a parking spot. And it wasn't even a legit parking spot. Like I should have, I could have gotten towed. So I was worried the entire time. Uh, just a little bit of a sketchy 
situation. But then Breck Distillery, another great thing, they've got great parking and then it's always open. So you can just go park your shit there, walk right in. You don't have to worry about all the parking in Breckenridge because it's just a it's just far enough from the, the main street area. So, but overall traffic in the mountains between Christmas and New Year's, you, you leave that to the people that come to Colorado once a year. Yeah. Well, so my mulligan of the week is going to be like, like you said, I'm a little sick. And to those of you out there that are listening that are parents, shout out to you. I don't know how you fucking be a parent and be sick. <laughs> yeah. I am in shambles. Like every time my the kid world wakes up not, in the middle of the night. Yeah. I like last night I was like borderline. I was freaking out. Kylie said she saw you pray for the first time (laughs) in probably since she's met you. Well, because it's like this. It's a vicious cycle right now of I don't sleep enough, so I don't feel better. Then he starts to get sick and he doesn't sleep enough, so he doesn't feel better. And then but I'm continuing to not sleep enough. And it's, you know, getting sick is I haven't been sick in a long time. So I don't know if this is a true mulligan of the week because I can't really prevent getting sick. But I look back on maybe I shouldn't have gone to the Broncos game on Sunday and sat out in the cold. It was fun, but I only had one beer. So that's how you know I wasn't feeling that great. Yeah. Um, but I had to work and did a tailgate and I, I don't know. I just wish I would have like fully taken it easier, taken it easier and taken this sickness head on. I'm starting to get through the weeds, um, and out on the other side into the fairway, but it's being sick and being a parent is I shout out to all the parents that do it. Cause it's fucking hard. It's I, horrible. I totally understand. Marissa, do you have a mulligan of the week? I do have a quick one. I'm not much of a person to like talk back to someone when they're mad at me or something. <laughs> but we have a lady that lives next door to us that doesn't like our dogs. Well, she likes our dogs, but she lectures us as parenting our dogs. She's oh, one of those, you that. know, right? Yeah, that's the worst. So she lectured me the other day and I was like, whatever, lady, like my dogs are great. You know, they're trained. They are really well trained. Um, and I was like, just back off. Like my dogs don't, they listen to me at all times. Literally the next day she comes walking out. I see her. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show her how great my dogs are. I'm going to walk out and have no issues. Dune was like the one day he decided he was going to drag me (laughs) down the stairs and then tangle up with her dog. Who's way too precious to be touched by my rescue dog. And then, um, continue to drag us both out into the grass and then run around and do little zoomies oh the zoomies and i couldn't control him he's much bigger and much stronger than i am um and so of course the one time i decided to chirp at someone and tell him to pretty much f off um (laughs) my dog humbled me and made me realize i just need to keep my mouth shut so came back to bite you yes i I did ruin a pair of leggings too so (laughs) oh shit it was fun that's the worst yeah, the second you speak up about it, you know, it's the world just will humble you. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that wraps up our first episode of 2024. We're looking forward to a lot of golf this year, a lot of uh, live players winning P- <laughs> live winning majors. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, looking forward to a great year, though. We'll be covering multiple events. Uh, please keep tuning in. Um, we got a lot of good stuff on the horizon for you in 2024. Make sure to check us out on YouTube at Big Drive Energy Golf, on Twitter at Big Drive Energy, and Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod. We're going to go record some uh, Pro Shop TikToks today. So those will be coming back out through your algorithm. I had some people, some random people that I met this past weekend that were like, man, I miss your Pro Shop ones. And I was like, they're coming back. They're coming back into your algorithm. We're going to show you how not to act in the Pro Shop. Um, shout out to our friends over at Broken Tea that let us record even when there's um, issues. 
we'll leave it at that. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.